Welcome to the Plateau Partners Pulse, a podcast about business, networking, and ideas. Today, we're going to talk about the single best member of Plateau Partners. Woo. Me. I'm modest. What can I say? And I could interview myself and I would probably be masterful, but it seemed wrong. So instead, I have asked Bridget Quigg, and she is a special individual. She can keep up with me. My energy, my banter, <laughs> she will she will make shit happen. Mm, yeah. And so, Bridget? See, si, I'm here. Welcome. Thank Introduce you, yourself. I'm, I want to make sure that you get highlighted. Okay, okay. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Bridget Quigg. I am a friend of Stacy, and that is a good thing. Um, it's an FOS, by the way. Uh, I don't even know what that friend means. Friend of Stacy. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm in like a special club. Yeah, it it's an a acronym. thing. Okay. It's a thing in B and I. Oh, oh, okay. It's a whole special classification. It's an echelon thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, I have, uh, do I talk about my business? I don't know. I do comedy. I do music. I teach people about improv by way of um, kind of business strategy and team building type creative stuff. She reminds people that they have a genius within them. Yes. Creative genius. Everyone's a creative genius. And then we just play a lot of games and I keep reminding them that they're a creative genius. It's really fun. And anyone that calls me a genius is like amazing in my book. Is FOS. (laughs) (laughs) Is FOS. Perfect. I'm in. Right? I mean, you had me at hello. (laughs) You had me at genius. Okay. (laughs) So typically what I do is I start off every episode with what I refer to as the speed round. Mm -hmm. And so Bridget gets Mm. to ask me the questions. Yay. So Bridget. All right. uh, Your name, I think we're pretty clear. Stacey. Um, Stacey Heller. And I actually have a funny story about that. I am not (laughs) actually, of course I do. I actually am not legally Stacey Heller. I got married at the ripe old age of 22, mm-hmm. and I assumed that when you signed the thing that said, like, you're married, yay, yeah. that, like, that's all you need to do, like, in the eyes of God, the law, like, everyone, like, this is who I am now. And so I just started signing my name, Stacy Emmerich, which is my maiden name, Heller, mm-hmm. like, forevermore, this is who I am. And, yeah. I, like, everything, I signed it. Apparently, you're supposed to change your name, (laughs) like legally through social security and all this stuff. So I am not like I've been going by an alias on my passport, my driver's license, like everywhere. So, you know, that whole thing where if you take a lie detector test and like you assume that you're telling the truth, you're not going to fail. I would totally not fail a lie detector test. Well, now I will. But (laughs) for a long time, I wouldn't have because I assumed that I was Stacey M. Keller. Turns out. I am still Stacy Therese with two accents over the E's, Emmerich. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Are you going to fix this or you're like just kind of enjoying your spy life? I feel like I'm going to put Pete through a personal kind of hell and like not change my name until such time as I decide that it's time. Okay. okay. Although interestingly, my business name, my like my alias is Stacy Heller. So. You kind of bought in. You're, I, don't. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Pete's like, I've got her. We're cool. <laughs> Okay, so your business name you just said, but feel free to repeat it if you Well, it is it is Stacy Connects. Oh, okay. Oh, I it. have a lot of DBAs <laughs> <laughs> with Social Security, with like the Small Business Bureau. Like I have a lot of DBAs. All right. Yeah, so okay. Stacy Connects is my business name. I love it. Okay, Stacy Connects. Um, please tell me if you would about your business in 60 seconds. Stacey. It is impossible. But you're a communications wizard, so if anyone can pull it off. I will try. Okay, we'll give you 61. 
<laughs> okay, just used one for laughing. So, <laughs> by the way, there is definitely a gin and tonic in front of me right now. So, my business is about seeing people's potential and holding up a mirror to it and then brainstorming with them how it can be brought to life. And so the first thing is trying to show people that they have potential and playing with it, whether it's their personal brand or their business brand, and then finding creative ways to really have them feel like they show up authentically with their branding. Um, that was absolutely beautiful. You have like 15 seconds left. How do you feel? Um, I feel like I need to curtsy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. Was our little elevator picture? You did a good job. That was beautiful. I love what you just said. It's that described you very well. And how long have you been in BNI? I have been in BNI for myself for almost two years. Prior to that, I sat in a seat for Bruce Flammer okay. for a year. And prior to that, I subbed a lot for Bruce Flammer for okay. several years. So I've been associated with BNI in some way, shape, or form for probably five years. Nice. Okay. Very cool. And what do you appreciate most about being a member of BNI? Well, now that Bruce is out of the scene, yeah, I love you, Bruce. But um, I would say that BNI is something that terrified me in the beginning because going in, I felt super intimidated. I mean, these were like real working professionals that had their own businesses and whatever. And I felt like I was jumping in the deep end of a pool. Okay. And that was a lot. And yet to have found my footing and to eventually go from jumping off the side of the pool to the low dive to the high dive, it has been an amazing thing to learn that really they're all just people too. Nice. Yeah. Good. Now you're intimidating. It's just wonderful. Okay. What is the best <laughs> part, would you say, of the chapter you're part of? Plateau Me. part. Oh, good. All right. No. Tell us more about that. <laughs> You know, the first answer is a real one, honey. Let's just, let's just be. I mean, yes. Okay. And yes. And very good. Very good. Nice I have learned not to do the, but thing, like you can yeah. hold two truths to be self-evident. So me and the fact that, um, that this group of people accepts me mm, and nice. the fact that I have been given the, the room to do what I need to do. I have an accountability partner every single week. And these people, they have gotten to know me through when I worked with Bruce. And then when I went on and did my own business, I don't know what I'm talking about half of the time. I don't know how to describe what I do. And yet they are there and they are cheerleaders and they are absolutely like, we got you. Like yeah. you may not know who you are and what you're worth and what you bring, but like we know. Love and that's it. a huge thing. That's a huge thing. That's very powerful. I mean, it's what? jazz hands all around. Oh my gosh, jazz hands, <laughs> top to bottom. Okay, so words like, the words like, know, and trust are commonly associated with BNI. What are three words that are commonly associated with you and your business? Talks mm. too <laughs> much. Well, those people are no fun. Let's pick new words. <laughs> No, I, I would say that um, I do talk a lot. I love the sound of my own voice. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, ask hey, my mother. <laughs> it's a gift. Can we just well, start with that? It's a gift and a curse. And so finding an audience. And so aside from that, I would say I have learned to start 
being able to say things that are positive about myself, which is like in the lifespan of a human to be able to say positive things about yourself, like that's a huge moment. So let's like take a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the fact that I'm authentic, whether you, you hear me in this podcast, whether you meet me in person, whether you find me in the grocery store, I am going to be the same person. You're going to be like, Oh yep. Yep. There Mm -hmm. she is. Yeah. Yep. And so the fact that I am authentic, I think that's a huge thing. Um, the fact that I am always wanting to learn. Yeah. I'm constantly wanting to learn and, um, irreverent. Beautiful. Maybe so I would do that. Authentic, avid and irreverent. Is avid, right? Want to learn? Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> Pump me up. I love it. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. So authentic, always ready to learn. And what was the last one? I don't remember. <laughs> Neither. It was great. We have recorded. It's perfect. Okay. If you would, um, would tell me something your clients don't know about you. I failed out of college. No kidding. Yep. I mean, you just wreak success. And then you tell us the story that <laughs> Oh my God, I know, right? No, it was what I referred to then and what I would still refer to now as mm-hmm. academic suicide. So yeah. going from a small all-girls Catholic school where I had a lot of one-on-one support and whatever, and I was told I could be anything I wanted, and then going into mm-hmm. a college experience where I found out, like, now I realize years later, like, oh, I've got ADHD. And that mm-hmm. made it really difficult to find out that I was grappling with depression, to find out I was grappling with anxiety. And it was really crippling. And so I refer to it as academic um, suicide because I shut down. And so it was a strategic move and a cry mm-hmm. for help. And mm-hmm. it happened over a course of time. And I just realized that I can't figure this out. And I don't regret actually failing out of college because hello, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And I don't think that college is a mark of intelligence. I regret the fact that I do, as I said earlier, I love to learn yeah. and it was an opportunity to learn some things, but that wasn't my time. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. And Bill Gates didn't go to college. I mean, come on. I'm Seriously. like with Bill Gates. So yeah. yeah. You're, you're surrounded by a bunch of, yeah, exactly. Um, that's great. I love how you said college is not a mark of intelligence, and I agree with you. Thank I agree you. with you. Um, so people are so curious about your business. What are the most common, maybe one to three questions you get about your business from what people? What the hell do you do? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't always know how to answer that because really the answer is what the hell you need. Mm. And so there are some people that are at the start of their business trajectory and they're trying to figure out who they are. And so I'm coming in and I'm hearing what it is that they're talking about. They may need a logo. They may need just some ideas about vernacular around their business or branding or how to articulate it. And so I can do that. Then there are people that have reached a plateau. Mm-hmm. and they don't know where to go with their business and it's time to switch things up. And so then I can come in and I can talk to them about that. And then there are people that are doing quite nicely. Thank you. But maybe they're not evolving with the times mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, so it really depends on what people need. Yeah. Beautiful. That's great. And then, um, our favorite question of the speed round is, uh, what's your favorite curse word, Stacy? Well, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I'm a big fan of 
I'm a bigger fan of the curse word that my husband taught me. And when I say curse word, I mean curse phrase. And he and his middle school friends um, created a string of words that they felt would be very effective all together. Okay. Which is two ball Wow. Right? Yeah. It's a lot. Yep. Middle school brilliance for sure. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, so there's that one. And then I am a big fan of Mother Trucker. Okay. Yeah. Because it feels as good as Mother yes. but it's not like yeah. as offensive. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I totally have a potty mouth. In fact, when I was dating Pete, he had this really annoying habit of when I would curse, he would say, oh, is that French for that guy's a bad driver? Or is that French for I dropped that glass? Or is that French for? And I was like, oh, my God, dude, what is up with the is that French for? And I realized that he that was his way of letting me know I was cursing a lot. Oh, and okay. so without having any kind of judgment about my behavior, yeah. he was showing me what he was doing. And that's actually impacted the way that I try to help people is that, you know, don't call attention and make them feel any kind of shame or like any kind of judgment. Instead, if you throw it on you a little bit, then they might mm -hmm. actually read between the lines and mm -hmm. realize that it's not that it's you're speaking French, it's that you're cursing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Pete, wise man, you know, wise so man. much to give. Totally. Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want what he's given? We don't know, but it's good. All right. Well, this is a lovely beginning. I so enjoy hearing about your business. Well, thank you. Yeah. So you I think now's the part that. where we take a break. Okay. And um, and then when we come back, you ask me more questions. I'm loving asking you questions. This is fun. Okay. Let's fun. take a break. Okay. Window Works is a local full service exterior services company for both residential and commercial properties. They offer roof cleaning moss treatment and removal, gutter cleaning, interior and exterior window cleaning, soft wash pressure washing, solar panel cleaning, disinfecting services, and more. Window Works is licensed, bonded, and insured, which means they treat your home like the investment it is. To arrange for a free estimate, go to eastsidewindowcleaning.com. Window Works Property Services. Clear views, guaranteed, sunny outlook, not included. Again, it's eastsidewindowcleaning.com. Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. This is Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. And in an effort to have somewhat of a authentic interview, I decided I had to bring in someone else. I mean, I do an amazing job of interviewing, but it's Bridget. Yay. So Bridget Quick, thank you so much for interviewing me. And I am doing something that I don't do easily. And that is I am handing over the reins to you. Oh, so giddy up in the I trust. Okay. I'll do my best to make this just all about you, but really about me. That's my, oh goal. my God. We yeah. are soul sisters. <laughs> <laughs> have I told you about me, Stacy? Cause I really do want to hear about me. All right. So, um, you have a business. It's so awesome. See, now you say you don't know what you're doing, but or like what it is you do, but to me, it seems very obvious, but I think it's because your gifts are strong and obvious to others, but you're not necessarily seeing yourself. IMO. In my I mean, opinion. Maybe. Okay. Uh, so I lay let's down with, on a couch or something. I know. Okay. So you're like, I think you're just this fascinating person because you're so massively intuitive, right? So you kind of feel things that aren't even in the room. Let's be real, right? Yeah. So when you meet people, you're picking up all this information that their words are not telling you. So let's talk about that. I would love to hear an example of you met this person and they're like, you know, 
I'm a dental assistant and I just want to like be an interior designer or whatever it is. But you're like, oh my God, I read interior design. I knew the moment you walked in the room. Like, give me one of those examples of where you just kind of see through somebody and you know what it's on their heart and you kind of guide them towards it. So one thing that, you know, I want to address is the whole intuitive thing. So I have learned from some friends and other people that do this kind of thing. This is all new to me. I mean, this was not, I was raised Catholic for God's sakes. Like Amen. we don't do like yep. intuitive shit and airy fairy <laughs> and all those kinds of things. Like we don't I think do Jesus that. was highly intuitive, but they just don't, you know, so, they don't tell us we are. Amen. Yeah. Big yeah. fan Amen. of Jesus. Yeah. And like he knew what needed to be done and he got it done. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying he turned water into wine. Yeah, he knew fish, what needed to be done. The thing, yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's something that a lot of people are not comfortable with. And so to occupy that space where you own your intuition and yeah. you talk about that ability, that was a yeah. huge step. Yes. And I have a lot of people to thank for, you know, being able to do that. And yeah. So I think that was a big thing. And I say, I'm right here. If you want to say I know, I'm all over the place. And I see you can thank me, but go ahead. And he, uh, he, um, this idea of gut, you know, people yes. are comfortable with, you know, gut. If you refer to it as gut, I don't know if it's because it's a short word or what it is, but people are more comfortable with the idea of, mm -hmm. you know, a gut feeling. Mm -hmm. And so I have learned that, you know, it's intuition. And yep. for years I thought I was brilliant. Yep. Um, that's good. It is, except that I had a humbling experience where I realized that I'm articulate. Okay. So I am, I'm very, very articulate. Mm -hmm. Ask my mother. She will tell you that I can cut to the core. Yeah. And so <laughs> child, I'm yes. just saying yeah. that's a whole other podcast. Okay. And so I am articulate. That doesn't necessarily mean that I am as smart as I think I am. It means mm -hmm. that I am a conduit. And so I get this information. And so there's all kinds of like Claire's when you're yes. a intuitive, there's yes. clairvoyant, there's clairsentient. Yes. I can't remember which Claire I am. Cognizant audience. I think I'm Claire cognizant. Mm -hmm. It's a knowing. Mm -hmm. And so I will get information where I'm like, this is what you need to do. Yeah. And yeah. again, I, for years, I just thought I was brilliant. And again, it turns out that once you start exercising this muscle, we mm -hmm. all have it. Yes. I started realizing that I'm getting this information about people. And one thing that I have to be really careful about is not going into people's boundaries. You really have to be careful. If yeah. you are not yeah, welcome, yeah, yeah. yeah, you should not go there. Yep. And so, you know, so the first part is recognizing and being comfortable with the idea of being intuitive myself when mm -hmm. it was not a comfortable place to be. And when would you say that struggle began? Oh, I did not realize that I had this talent until my dad died uh, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, my very conservative waspy dad from the East Coast, mm -hmm. um, his death actually has brought me closer to this whole thing. And I have him to thank for it. He was a photographer. He was an artist. He taught me about life in the gray. He took a lot mm. of black and white photographs. And I learned from him without him ever saying a word that in his taking black and white photographs, he was not showing me that the world is black and white. He was actually sh telling me to celebrate the gray. Wow. Yep. And so it's in his passing and because of some friends and some readings that I did and that kind of thing that I was like, oh, there's a whole thing going on here. Yep, yep, yep. And so occupying that space was the first thing. The second thing then was, again, learning the whole idea of boundaries. And I had yeah. some excellent friends and teachers that reminded me that if you're not invited in, then you can't go there. 
Do you think there's a thing though, where sometimes you hear things because the person needs to hear them? Like, how do you deal with that? So I have a mantra that I say every day that I shower. (laughs) (laughs) Those are, you know, every five days is a good goal. I feel like it's important to qualify that, you know, I may not shower every day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when I do, I have a mantra where I basically talk about this idea of healing, sealing my energy and only allowing in or out that which is divine. Okay. Which means that it's bigger than me. I may yeah. be reluctant to share it with someone, but they're meant to hear it. Or it's in my best interest, or okay. it's in the best interest of people I love. So if mm-hmm. I'm in a movie theater and it's on fire, I want to have a download that tells me, run like hell. Yeah, yeah. Or if my kid is somewhere and something bad's going to happen, I want to know to be able to tell them, like, I have a bad feeling. Sure. And then there's this idea of the divine, which is, I don't understand why, but this person needs to hear this. Yes. And yes. so I trust that that then means that I'm not going to be overstepping bounds. Yep. It's also a very interesting topic for the time that we're in that feels chaotic on the outside. And a lot of people are looking for a sense of guidance and purpose and that you can tune into this seems really exceptional and also helpful. And the fact that you believe everyone has this, because if you go to the external right now, you'll lose your mind. But if you can tune into yourself, you might get some help going oh. forward. And here's the thing. I, um, I saw very early on... Um, during the pandemic, somebody posted maybe Diane von Furstenberg, who is amazing, amazing. And it may have been her. And she posted something that said, when you can't go outside, go inside. Amen, sister. And, you know, and that's what it comes down to is that, you know, the ability to be able to sit with yourself on the inside and to, to hear what's going on and harvest the gold, hopefully, potentially. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, and as I said, all of us have that. So, you know, intuition is like a muscle, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're a great tennis player, then you're going to have certain muscles that you exercise and they, it becomes muscle memory. If you're a runner, same thing with intuition, it's the same thing. And if you start to exercise that muscle, then you're going to be really good at it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us are afraid of it. And I have reluctantly at first and now very gratefully accepted that this is something I may not be able to take play tennis. I play amazing badminton. I may not be interested in running unless again, there's a fire, Yeah, but yeah. I have amazing intuition muscle and yeah. I work Love on it, it all the time. So back to my original question about helping someone, like what's an example of you being like, Oh, this- so it changes with each person. If I'm working with a client, um, you know, they may think that they're asking me for one thing, but I see this this whole bigger idea. Um, mm. So working with clients, uh, I've worked with a couple of clients on their space where the space needs to reflect a message that they're having. And maybe they can't reflect that message because of how they are or how they think they're supposed to be. You think they're, think they're supposed to be brilliant. Yep. And so I'm like, well, Yes. And, you know, you're inviting people into your space and they need to feel comforted by the space Mm. or in, you know, the case of another client, it needs to be a space that really reflects you and what you do and the messages that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, There are times when I just get a sense of someone, you know, and I just know when somebody needs to be reached out to. One of the things that um, I notice is that I am a big fan of seeing people that feel unseen. Yes. And so the person that is 
left of center, that's mm -hmm. my person. And mm -hmm. so if I walk into a room, then the person that is off to the side, I want to have a conversation with them. Yep. Yep. And so that's something that I notice a lot. And they're like, how did you know, you know, yep. you know, what is it that you saw? And, and I'll get reads on things. I, you know, I'll go into, um, I see Deanna Poneman, who is one of our members okay. and she does network chiropractic and I'll be lying on the table. And if I don't seal off my energy, then I'm like, Oh, you know, this person's dealing with this. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I'll wow. call her over and I'm like, did you know that this person's dealing with this? And mm -hmm. she's like, I did. Thank you. <laughs> but you know, it, so it's, she's aware, but you're are just picking up on it without hearing. I'm that. picking yeah. up without wow. even hearing things. Awesome. And yeah. I will just make, you know, and I have learned over time that there will be random threads of thought that go through my mind. Mm -hmm. um, I have another friend who has a daughter that is a, um, she's a teenager, enough said. Yeah. And oh, we I mean, know. like, you don't even have to go any yeah. further. Yeah. And, you know, trying to figure out like, you know, what should we do? And yeah for whatever reason, I literally get a vision of horses galloping and I'm like, yeah. she needs to work with big animals. Yep. Nice. Like Beautiful. there's a lot of anger there and mm -hmm. like working with big animals would be really powerful for her because there is going to be a give and take there and it's going to like calm her down. Yep. So I never know where it's going to come from totally. or what it's going to yes. be, but it yeah. just happens. And I'm like, okay, there's something bigger here. Well, even the fact that you saw riding horses, but then you went on to interpret it is interesting. Cause like some people have a discipline or I'll just tell you what I'm saying, but there's a, there's a thing that means to you, right? You're able to interpret what the, yeah. And I, I speak a lot that. in analogy and I speak yeah. a lot in metaphor. So anybody that's listened to any of these episodes, they will hear me talk about, you know, okay. So, you know, when I talked with, um, with Justin Park, I talked about like, okay, so I have a business and you're selling widgets and I want smidgets or, yeah. you know, I'll talk about whatever it is. I speak in analogy. I speak right. in metaphor because I know the language that someone's heart speaks. Yes. So my intuitive yes. ability. You can penetrate them with them. That's part of you being articulate. So you can explain it to them in a way that reaches them. Yep. Beautiful. That's exactly it. Absolutely. That's wonderful. I love this. Uh, I would love more examples about, no, if, uh, anything else comes to mind right now, like, I, I mean, I like this idea of pulling out some, what I heard you say is I help the people who we need more from, right. People yes. who are kind of holding it back a little bit. And I think that's a huge gift you can give to somebody because everyone has, everyone has a creative genius, right? Everybody has something to share. Absolutely. And the, and the thing is, you know, in, in our chapter and, you know, my business is fledgling business. It's two years old. I, I have no idea. I, I, Wings are spread and you're flying. Come on, and I'm, fledgling. I'm doing my thing, right? Yeah. So what I find, though, is that people are looking for something and they're looking for some answers. And my ADHD has become my superpower. Sure. So the fact that, you know, I'm like a computer that has all of these tabs open at once. And so I'm able to call information from all different places Lovely. simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So... You know, somebody comes to me with a, I'm thinking about doing this. And yeah. before you know it, I'm like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Yes. Maybe you should consider a podcast. Totally. Maybe you should consider expanding yeah. your business. Yeah. You know, maybe you need to change your messaging. Maybe you yeah. should do this. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And I'm just like, yep. It's like and it's, a, it's downloads for you is how it, would you it describe is, it? Yeah. Absolutely. So you're just getting this flood of downloads. Cause I think that I, I, so I can relate. I have been studying my intuition for over 20 years and I'm an absolute intuition muscle builder. And I live in a very similar way to you. And that's that challenge of how much to say, but it is this huge gift. Um, 
I just think everyone listening should know that, you know, you have a background in, in branding, truly like physically how people dress, physical, how, physically how spaces are set up. Um, you're a great writer. Uh, you're an excellent just design thinker. You can do logos. I mean, you have quite a breadth of maybe just like run through them, but it's quite a breadth of skill sets. I, I am it's an a, unusual collection of skill sets is what I would say. It is. And it pains me to say this because I'm not like a, as much as I joke about, I love the sound of my own voice and those kinds of things. That's, that's true. However, Who doesn't Stacy? Well, I mean, we all love the sound of your voice. God, this is why you're interviewing me, Bridget. <laughs> you're a genius. You know, none of us are super. I don't think many people, anyway, are comfortable really. You know, extolling their virtues, right? Darn right. That's right. And it's not a comfortable space. But what I have learned is that if I get a download about something, and yes. again, it it's almost not about me, but what where I am talented is in yeah. execution. Okay. And so if I get an idea when I'm working with a client and I'm like, well, this would be an amazing logo. And that's not the case for everybody, but yeah. not everybody needs that. And that's so, right. you know, I worked with somebody and she had come up with a logo and I really didn't have much to change. Yes. I was like, honestly, I would take this away. I think it's too much. Mm -hmm. And then I helped her change the the verbiage about what she was doing to make it more fun because what nice. she was doing is a service to people but it needed to be more fun and approachable it need, it didn't need to be so heavy yeah and so my gut was actually you kind of nailed it i have one little design change that i would make but yeah. otherwise like you're on it it's not the visual that you've hired me for that you think needs the change right. it's actually the tone of the messaging beautiful and so with each person so i mean i've done logos i've done but I'm not a graphic designer. I've done interior thoughts, but I'm not an interior designer or an interior decorator. I've done writing for people, but I'm not a copywriter or an editor. But you kind of are all these things at the end I'm, of the day. But like, I'm what all makes these us things. one of those other than we have our own ability to do it? Exactly. Yeah. And so ultimately at the end of the day, I am trying really hard to make sure that, not that I'm staying in my lane because frankly, my lane is like Frogger. I am in every <laughs> freaking lane. Right? In a windy pond. I it's am just like, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's always making sure ultimately that the touchstone that is my client, that I am always going back to serving them. I love it. And don't you think that is all owed to your high school Catholic education that you think in <laughs> being of service? It is absolutely being of thank service. You. There you go. Thank you, Mrs. Lavacek, and <laughs> thank you, Sister Shu. Yes. And, Amen. I, mean, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, this is lovely. I'm, I'm excited about your intuitive way of doing things. Um, do you want to give us maybe an example of a client who you felt particularly either inspired by or you really felt like you made a difference, like you could talk about the Delta? You know, they went from this to this, and this is what they had to say. So I will talk about, and she is actually a member of our B&I group, and she is not doing one of the episodes because she's too busy. Yeah. That's right. So Stacy connects. I mean... Yeah. Um, so Dory Thompson, for instance. Okay. So Dory Thompson has been a hairstylist pretty much her whole life. Her mother did this before her. I mean, it is oh, like wow. what she's born and bred to do. And yeah. Dory, I think for a long time, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I talk about this, it was a means to an end. You know, it okay. was like one of those, you know, well, I know how to cut hair. Sure. And, you know, she's got kids and and having to take care of herself and all these things. And and now she finds herself at a point where it's like, well, I guess this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And when she came to me, she was kind of like, well, I guess this is what I'm doing. 
And she had never really branded herself. She had never really thought of herself as a business. And yet, you know, when she speaks to our financial advisor in the group and she speaks to other people, it's like she inadvertently found that she had created a career for herself, something that was going to take her into retirement, something that she could take care of herself. You know, she don't need no man. Um, you know, <laughs> you like go, she Dory. could, right? She yeah. could launch her kids. She could do what she needed to do. She had a product. She she has created a business. Okay. In spite of herself, right? So many of us. This is hair, hair, hairstyles. Yeah. Okay. And she's amazing, by the way. And but she had never taken the time to yeah. brand herself. Yes. And so, working with Dory. You know, first of all, I immediately, you know, when she reached out to me, I was tickled and immediately what came through my head after we met, I hadn't even pulled out of the parking lot from our meeting. And I was like, well, clearly her name is Adori for the business. And to me, if it's somebody that's hard on themselves, this idea that you need to reflect your clients and your connection with your clients is what is going to bring you to them. So she needed a mantra to remember to adore herself. Yeah. And she needed something that it's this idea that people need to adore themselves and their hair. I love it. Gives right? me chills when you say it. And so Claire sentience, by the way. Okay. okay there you go. Thank you for that. Yes. I like how you went like into the microphone. Like that's Claire sentience. Side note, side note. Yeah. Yeah. Because that means it's official. And so, you know, this idea of um of Adori. And so we worked on our branding. And so we had kind of branding 1.0. And since then, she has kept with the name Adori, but she has evolved. And what's interesting is the branding that I worked with her on was about her holding up a mirror to herself. Okay. And now that she has evolved, not with me, I don't want to take credit for that. But now that she's fully stepped into this space and she's given herself permission to have a brand, she's realized that she wants to hold up a mirror to her clients. And so there has been that pivot. And ultimately that's the thing that is the best way to serve your clients. And, you know, realizing that it's those commonalities and, but turning the tables and making sure you serve them. What does that mean when she turns? I mean, it's obviously not, you're talking about Mary, you're talking about like, The inner workings of her clients. Yeah. So, you know, in the beginning, so whenever I do a logo, there are multiple facets to it. So she had her name and it was a Dory, which is a play on her name. And Mm -hmm. then we did this kind of uh, splash of color, which to me reminded me of, you know, when you put color on your hair Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, the bit of color, it's also like a, um, cleaning of the slate, you know, all of these Mm -hmm. things you're like, you're starting over and the colors that she wanted. And that was about her and her journey. Yes. And so now what she's done is she's taken the Adori brand and she has made it more about the ideal client that she wants to work with okay. and about them. And so she's changed the way that the visuals lo- have worked and the way that they look. And she's yeah. made it more about her and the direction she wants to take it. And for me, I feel like that mama bird that's like, oh my God, yeah. she's left the nest. I say, you, you launched her into this sort of way of thinking and expressing herself and going beyond even where you started. Okay. And it's not about, you know, the, it's not about what I created. It's about this idea of lighting a fire for her yeah. to realize that she is worthy of yeah. her own brand. Well, it's interesting. It's like, I mean, it sounds like what you do in a way is what you could call it intuitive branding, right? Because it would cover everything. But there's also an element of helping other people unlock their intuitive sense that they already have, which is really what you want them to do from what I can tell. Yes. Okay. That's very cool. Yeah. So let's take a quick break because I think the 
quick session that we were going to have, like, okay. because we talk ad nauseum, has become much longer. Is it tomorrow yet? <laughs> it is. Actually, <laughs> funny you say that. It is. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So, exactly. So when we come back, we're going to talk more with Stacy Heller, that's me, and Woo-hoo. Bridget Quick. You've worked hard to build your life and business. Can you protect them if needed? Do you know where to start? Any lawyer can provide information and advice. A good lawyer will help resolve challenges that arise. I'm Justin Park of Romero Park. Our lawyers provide advice unique to your situation and advocate for you by finding creative and cost-sensitive solutions that protect you. We care because even when it's just business, it's still personal. Visit RomeroPark.com or call 425-450-5000. Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. This is Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. And to avoid the awkwardness of interviewing myself, I brought on Bridget Quigg. Hello. There she is. She is a woman <laughs> of many languages. And she is helping me interview me. Yay. So take it away. Yeah. Stacy, Stacy, here, Stacy. Um, so we've been having a wonderful discussion about your business and the way that you seem to be a uh, Jill of all trades, I guess they would say when it comes to logos and branding and how people could rename or think about their language about their business. Um, if people are out there just going, wow, this woman's clearly a genius. I would love to spend time with her. I wish I gave her help, but I don't really know if it's right for me. What could they be asking themselves or thinking about like how they could approach her, what they might be able to, um, um, reflect on and or decide if they would, could use your help. So I have a thing that, you know, in, in BNI vernacular, people always say, you know, what's your ideal client? How can I refer you? Okay. And I am a big one for giving this awful answer that is, <laughs> because I like to mess with people, you know, people will know when they're ready to work with me mm-hmm. and, you know, you may or or you will have a feeling whether you're comfortable with it or not that this person needs to talk with you okay and people always think that that's an odd response and yet i have had so many referrals of people that are like yeah i think that my fill in the blank needs to work with you okay and so one it is people referring to me trusting their gut that you know for whatever reason something about your again fill in the blank your your sibling, your spouse, your coworker, your whomever it is, they are articulating something that they're unsure about. And if they're speaking about it out loud, then they might need some help. Okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing is if you're the, the person, not the referrer, but the person that, you know, is thinking like, what am I doing? Yeah. It's just a conversation. Okay. And it's this recognizing that sometimes you get in your own way. Yes. And you way overthink. Mm -hmm. And so this idea that talking to somebody that is going to talk a hundred miles an hour and it's going to give you a whole bunch of ideas and it's going to be your biggest fan and help you with your potential Mm -hmm. and show you what is possible if you stop making it so damn difficult. Yes. Well said. It is not that difficult. You're kind of seeing through the clouds. You're the sun just breaking through. Totally. Exactly. And so, you know, it's it's the asking for help. And, you know, you may not be ready or it may seem like a scary risk, but I am so much fun to talk to. Um, agreed. 100%. So, you know, 
you just you just reach out and we have a conversation. And okay. if at the end of the day you're not there yet or you're not comfortable, no harm, no foul. Okay. I think that seems extremely fair, Stacey. Thank you very much. Makes me just want to talk to you about everything in my life. Excellent. We'll do that in like 10 minutes. Okay, great. Um, so uh, we've been talking a lot about intuition, one of my favorite topics. And for folks out there who are kind of weirded out by it, uh, maybe they've used the, oh, I'm just going to go with my gut language or they're used to that. But really, is you're saying we all have it. We can all grow it. Tips. How do we feel it? How do we grow it? Any, anything you can share? I know it's a big topic. So one of the things that I have learned over time is gut or intuition or, you know, a feeling about something or whatever it is, it is quick mm. and it is non-judgmental. Okay. So if there is something that tells you get the hell out of Dodge. Okay. Notice there was not like, Hey, you big loser, get out of Dodge. Got like it. it was like, <laughs> get out of Dodge. Got it. And so intuition is very direct and mm -hmm. it is like, there is no romantic language. There's mm -hmm. no, you know, pontificating on things. Beautiful. That's where ego comes in. Okay. So intuition is just this direct hit. Something that makes you think like, shit, there's something that's making me go back in the house. And then you're like, oh my God, I left the stove on. Yes, absolutely. Right? So right. it's that thing that's just like whatever. And so that's one thing to know and the difference like when i'm working with a client if i get a vibe on something i will get what i call a download a lot of people yep. that get yep. you know have intuition or, or they have some kind of psychic ability they'll call it a download yes so i get information and i will sometimes reiterate it because again i want to speak in the language that people understand yeah. so i will get this information and then i will then maybe reiterate to translate into a phrasing or an analogy or a metaphor that they're going to understand that message. Okay. But then if I'm doing it again and then again, and then, you know, and by the way, and here's some more information and you yeah. know, whatever, yeah, yeah. that's no longer intuition. That's my opinion. That's me thinking okay. that I'm like brilliant or whatever it is. And intuition is also never negative. It's this whole Agreed. idea, right? What you yep. put out into the world. So if you say, um, I don't want to be fat. Okay. What the universe hears is I want to be fat because the universe doesn't hear the word don't. Mm -hmm. And so you always have to put out positivity in the world if you want positivity back. All right. And so intuition is never, never negative. So how would you rephrase that last one? Like, I want like to be fit. To be healthy. I'd like I want to be, be healthy. fit. Yep. I'd like to be thin. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and by the way, being thin is overrated. You look older faster. But Amen. that's just a nice side. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, don't don't have though don't have words that are negative. Like don't, <laughs> ding ding, don't do. All right, do think in positives. And you know, I used to think that this whole idea of like manifesting was like BS, right? Mm -hmm. And yet, I have found in the past six, nine, eighteen months that I have just, I have always firmly believed that whatever happens happened for a reason, and that I'm going to put good things out there and. Yeah that there's, I may not know what the reason is for something today, even tomorrow in six months and six years, but okay. that it ultimately is meant to be. Okay. And I'm not saying be a passive bystander in your life. You have to participate in your life. Yes. But what I am saying is that put out there what you want. Yes. And all of a sudden it's like when you learn a new word and you're suddenly like, wow, this word is in like 
books that I'm reading and I just heard it on TV and like, did you just hear like Rick Springfield say the word moot in Jesse's girl? <laughs> and I, you know, I learned it in my vocabulary class as yeah. a sophomore in high school. And I'm yeah. like, I just learned about moot. And then Rick Springfield just said it. <laughs> and right. Yeah. And suddenly it's out there and you start hearing it and yeah. noticing it. more. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of that how that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Something in the soup of that vibe. Yep. Yeah. Very yep. cool. All right, so we're going to put out our good vibes. We're going to state things positively, and we're going to listen for the universe to come back at us. So speaking of amazing things that come along in life and how um, you seem to be a good listener to yourself, this podcast somehow came to you as an idea. How did that happen, and what inspired you? And so Clearly Bring Me In has been a highlight, so we don't have to go over that, but you can go back to how you started it. Well, I mean, I would say that having you on this episode (laughs) is the pinnacle of my podcast All right, peak moment, just going downhill from here. I totally respect it. Yep like second grade for me. But again, <laughs> that's never, that's another podcast. I think it's this idea that I have had the pleasure of being a moderator on uh, Bruce Flammer and Michael Bruce Image Consulting's podcast. Yes. And I also and saw you speak once and you were excellent, by the way. Thank you so much. Yeah, just saying. I also heard you speak and you were excellent. All right. Hugs. Thanks. And that was a really fun experience because again, all kidding aside, I love the sound of my own voice. Mm-hmm. And what I, you know, now kidding aside, what I think that I bring to those kinds of things is that the every man's voice mm-hmm. and this idea that, you know, it adds texture to have somebody that's saying out loud, the elephant in the room, that's oh. not afraid to, you know, say that thing that everybody's thinking, but nobody dares say because they don't want to seem stupid. They don't want to seem silly, you know, whatever it is. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. It's going to take an awful lot to make me feel silly. It's going to take an awful lot to make me feel stupid. I failed out of school. Like, and that's, that doesn't make me feel stupid. No. So asking a question is not going to make me feel stupid. And so I realized that that's a gift that I have. And I have found that podcasts are a great way of getting information. They're a great way of sharing your story. They're a great way of reaching people. Yeah. And so when I was thinking about our chapter and this diverse group of people and what we could do, yep. it became obvious that the people that I have gotten to know through BNI, you get a sense of who these people are and I get to interact with them face to face and I get to know who they are more intimately than just finding them on, you know, the internet or whatever it is. And how could I bring who they are and who I know to life? And so the obvious thing was a podcast. Yep. And so I have found that I am really loving this idea of helping people with their story. And sometimes it's helping them with their story and they think that they're starting with one thing and before they know it Mm -hmm. by the end of a season they have shifted to something completely different interesting okay and i may or may not i will or will not confirm that i knew all along that (laughs) that was going to happen and it was a necessary um part of their growth and trajectory in order to take them from point a to point b and uh somebody said and i don't know who it is that investors invest in lines not dots And so I always say that I connect dots and, but what people forget is it's not the dots that I'm focused on. It's the connection between the dots. Okay. And so podcasts are a way to have that connection between those dots. How Uh, did you get from here to there? And so I really 
love that idea of letting people have a voice. And there are so many people out there. When I talked earlier about this idea, of I, I like the people that are left of center. I like the fact that I can bring people into a podcast, whether it's this BNI one or whether it's any other one that don't think they have a story. They don't think that they have something to share. They yeah. don't think that they're worthy. And I'm like, I say you and I don't understand that, but I mean, I, it's cool that you've figured that out. There are a lot of people that don't, <laughs> that don't realize love the sound of their own voice. That but don't yes. love the sound of their voice. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and they have something to share and Beautiful. there is somebody else out there that can learn from that. And so yeah. I, you know, I, with, the help of a friend put together my website, you know, six months ago or something. And it is basically already obsolete because I am finding that my business is just evolving. Beautiful. That's and I'm wonderful. loving it. Yes. I'm a producer. I'm yeah. like a bee. <laughs> Call me queen bee. Oh, wait, totally. that's taken. <laughs> <laughs> you are moving faster than your website can keep up is what I'm hearing you say. Yes, <laughs> because someone is not working on the website. <laughs> Yeah, your website needs help to keep up. That's the problem. No, that's fabulous. That's just wonderful. This is very exciting. Thank you. So you're like way not bored because everything you do is interesting. You're always learning. I, I am. Every person you meet brings up all these wonderful downloads and things to discover about them. And then they get to discover that they can discover their own things, mm -hmm. which is fun for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. Do you just feel like kind of the super queen of miracles of intuitive growth? No, I feel tired. Fair enough. All right. It's late. We got to just wrap this up. <laughs> Um, well, this is awesome. And Thank the being you. in your podcast is singing right along. You've got quite a lot of episodes. You've got lovely people. I listened to quite a few. I enjoyed them. Like, it's just, it's wonderful to hear people tell their stories. I agree with you. Especially about their passions. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, when and you're And B&I people do their passion. Well, and we were talking about your passion. You're a subject matter expert. That's right. That's a good point. That's right? a great I mean, point. that is like a soundbite. That's what we call it in the biz, a soundbite. Oh, yeah. Cha-ching. So, write it down, people. Write it down. Right? So using some more business vernacular, mm. hey, let's have a call to action and a wrap up. CTA this business. Okay. Exactly. So Bridget. We. Share with people. <laughs> like. All right. Again. Tell about them what to do. You. No. About like yeah. I want you to have a minute. Yeah. Tell them about you. And I want people to be able to know how they can okay. work with you and what you can do with them. What a great idea. Before we talk again about me. I know. Give me like, <laughs> I'm you get 30 seconds. Okay. Go. <laughs> I know exactly. Keep it snappy kid. Um, all right. So I believe every person is a creative genius. And I learned that because I have worked in, I worked in tech startups in Seattle for 14 years, mostly as in marketing director, content marketing. And I was around a lot of the stresses and pressures of the workplace. At the same time, I was doing stand up comedy and sketch comedy and improv comedy and writing music and doing art. And improv has a lot to teach us about this concept of being profoundly creative, not only ourselves, but everyone around us literally improv excludes no one and everything on stage is an offer and it all matters and it all counts and you become very very good at noticing and appreciating and bringing forth people's creative gifts and having the strength and bravery to add in your own so i've taken the principles and theory of improv and applied them to what i know about the business world to the pressures of managing people the pressures of trying to move up pressures of trying to close a sale trying to get an idea across trying to pitch it so I go into business settings, say like I worked with an engineering team today and the day before that I worked with this company's uh, sales, youngest sales team. So like the, the pound the phones, cold call kids. Oh, and both groups loved it. Cause you know what? Both groups love to hear 
that they have a profound amount of creativity to give because everyone has to be creative every day. Even if you're trying to figure out what to have for breakfast and how to dress yourself, we're always using the muscle of solutions, problem solving, creativity. And so what my sessions do, they're called Your Genius Workshops. They they come from the place of you are already profoundly creative, but there are ways to, yes and is a great, pro, you know, here's acknowledge and build that it gives language to a group so that everyone can respect each other's creativity and everyone can help each other bring theirs forth. You can yes and yourself. So there's a lot of skills within that I bring from the improv stage because there's genuinely millions of, if you will, tips on how to live from a book on how to do improv. So I just, I boil it down to business speak and um, they're also just fun. I have an 80, 20 rule. You get 20% me and then you get 80% you just doing stuff. So it's like super not boring because no one wants to sit and listen all the time necessarily. It is not boring. I have attended one of your classes Aww. and I have read your book and I felt like a genius. Well, good thing, because you are. Turns well, out you're pretty smart. Right? I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> and, you know, and I just really appreciated the concept of, as somebody who does like to talk all the time, and so I'm like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And to remember that in addition to giving, you need to also give uh, space to receive. Sure. Absolutely. And that was a really profound lesson for me to be reminded of that I immediately forgot. <laughs> well, like, and that's the principle, make your partner look good. So beyond yes. yes and, there are so many principles in improv that are valuable and useful for all kinds of interactions. I, I say that improv is the answer to world peace. And I believe that if we all did it, we would just all get along a lot better because it, it relies on respecting each other. In order to have a scene go, you have to be respectful of yourself and other people. So it's just a lot of fun. And I work with, you know, all these big tech companies. They all want to learn this, you know. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's important. And schools. Well, have so. you ever thought about joining a BNI chapter? Because have <laughs> I got a BNI chapter for you, Bridget Quick? Auto partners, who's with us? Hey. <laughs> exactly. We have a podcast. It's <laughs> your sales voice. Hey. Hey. The Barker at the Exactly. <laughs> totally. Get your podcast here. All right. Well, thank you very much for interviewing me. I, I am thrilled that you were willing to be so impromptu, dare I say, improvisational and <laughs> help me out with this and, um, you know, really leaning into your genius and, Aww. and being a good partner and letting me sit in my genius. So thank you for I that. I think you did a great job, by the way. This yeah. was a lot of fun. Thank I you. love talking about intuitions. This was really fun for me well, to hear your perspective. I'm so glad. Yep. Well, thanks for joining us for Plateau Partners Pulse and continue to listen to more of our genius members and talking about their passions and their business and their point of view. Thanks so much for listening. Back it up, back it up, back it up. <laughs> I, you know, I can't decide if I want to do the sound of an album screeching or the boop, boop. Oh. Boop, which is the of, backup yeah, so we said goodbye just moments ago and immediately realized that neither of us gave contact information about us and our businesses and branding and marketing right <laughs> hire Close me deals, totally hey <laughs> so yeah so bridget you go and right. how can people find you I'm the only Bridget Quigg on the internet, pretty much, except for some poor, you know, Irish dames who didn't make it across the Atlantic and they're, you know, listed on the immigrant list that didn't make it. I don't know. There's just not many Bridget Quiggs. That's all I'm saying. I'm Bridget Quigg. Um, and so if you go to BridgetQuigg.com, I am there. I'm also on uh, YouTube. And I think it's Bridget Quigg Media. And I actually have some videos there you can watch about Yes And and different things um, that I teach. Um, and those are the main. And then LinkedIn, of course. I'm burning it up and on LinkedIn. So link with me. Is Quig with two G's or one? Two G's, Q-U-I-G-G, -G, and Bridget is B-R-I-D-G-E-T. Because you can never have enough Bridget Quig. No, you just got to soak it in. There's just tons of it. And I have like comedy on YouTube and all kinds of things. 
Okay. Okay. My turn. Yay. Let's say you want a marketing genius. Woo! I do. Or a branding genius or just a genius. Um, <laughs> I know one. And, and so Pelley. Bridget doesn't answer the phone. So then you find me at, Burn. right, at stacyconnects.com. Yep, it's that simple. Okay, you win. Yours was simpler. I'm just saying. It's easy to spell, too. It's two N's and connects. So, anyway. Does Stacy have an E in it? No, S-T-A-C-Y. And there is no I-E with a heart over the I. (laughs) But there could be. There could be, but there's not. (laughs) So, with that marketing genius ploy, thanks again for listening to Plateau Partners Pulse. I, I, I just it, so I had cheese doodles. <laughs> what the hell are cheese doodles? Cheetos. Cheetos. Oh.